Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. Well, we are going to be talking today about how can we truly know if we have forgiven someone. And the topic today, being truly forgiven, is not just about us being truly forgiven by God, but being able to truly forgive someone else. And there's a wonderful passage in the scriptures. It's found in Mark chapter 11, verse 25. And it says, wherever you stand praying, I want you to forgive. And if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you for your trespasses. And this passage makes it abundantly clear that this is the standard by which Jesus wants us to do things. Now, because we're constantly praying, the Bible tells us that we are to pray without ceasing. It means that we are praying not just in a formal sense, but we are also thinking our prayers, aren't we? We are whispering our prayers. There are moments where we just say, God, help me. And, and those times are, are reminders of how God is constantly with us, constantly hearing us, and constantly answering us. Now, because Jesus wants us to understand that this is occurring, he says that anytime we come into the presence of God, we should also consider the fact that there may be someone, something, that we need to forgive. And so it says, whenever you stand praying, forgive. And if you have anything against anyone, forgive, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Another passage is found in Philippians. uh, And let's just move to actually Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And it says this, I want you to be kind to one another. I want you to be tender-hearted, and I want you to forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. Now, in this passage, we're reminded that there is a, a certain attitude that we are to have. There's a certain way of doing life that is expected of us, and that is that we are to be kind to one another, that we are to be tender-hearted. And then he adds, you are to forgive one another. And obviously the occasion for forgiveness is going to be ongoing. There can be many times and many opportunities where we're going to have to do this. And God is fully aware of the need that we have not only to be forgiven, but also to have to forgive others. And so he reminds us that the way that we're going to be able to accomplish that is if we are kind and tenderhearted. Now, if we want to move to a place of hardness of heart and and a place where we are mean to each other, then obviously it's going to be very difficult to get to a place where we are forgiving each other. And then we're reminded of why we are to do this, and it's because God in Christ has also forgiven us. Now, what does this tell us? Well, the first thing that I want to point out to you is that Christianity is a faith of forgiveness. That's foundational. So think about this. 
if we are to be followers of Christ and we are to be identified as Christians, and if we are to say to those around us that we are believers, then we need to be people who forgive. Now, if we cannot forgive, then it's going to be difficult for us to then have this as our foundation, isn't it? I mean, how can we stand for Christ and call ourselves Christians or believe in a God who has forgiven us of everything and then not be able to offer others that same forgiveness? It's foundational to who we are, to what we're about, and to how we must live each day. The second thing is that it's the only solution that God has ever provided for the problem of sin. Forgiveness. That's always been his solution. Going back to the Garden of Eden, it was forgiveness. In giving us Jesus, who would step on the head of the serpent, who tempted Adam and Eve, it was forgiveness. Jesus on the cross, forgiveness. And everything in between was always about forgiveness. The third thing is that God himself, through Jesus, showed us how to forgive others. So the very example that Jesus had in his life, over and over again, he forgave. And he did so openly. Even when he was openly contested, even by his own disciples, he never held it against them. Even when they forsook him, even when they abandoned him, he forgave them. Whenever there was an opportunity to forgive, Jesus took it, even on the cross, and made sure that it was a forgiveness that would last our lifetimes and anyone else's for as long as it was needed. And then lastly, it was about our spiritual health. God knew that if we didn't forgive, this would affect us mentally, it would affect us emotionally. It would affect us, obviously, physically, and above all, it would affect us spiritually. It would bring us to a place that was not in God's camp, but in Satan's instead. It would put us under the sway of the evil one instead of under the sway of the Holy Spirit. And so what God wanted to do was to make sure that unforgiveness, lack of forgiveness, not being able to forgive someone, would not have any hindrance in our lives, that it wouldn't affect us in our thoughts and it wouldn't affect us in our spirit, it wouldn't affect us in our attitudes and behaviors, and it certainly wouldn't affect us in our relationship with God as well as with others. And so when we think about the concept of forgiveness over and over again in the scriptures, it's brought to our attention that this word means something very powerful. In one way, the word that is found in the scriptures, whether it be in Hebrew or Greek, the word forgiveness is described in different ways. One way in which we find in the scriptures is it's to blot out in the sense that, God's, that God erases the record of sins that we commit. Another is to actually lift and to carry away. And, and that means the, the complete removal of our sins from us. Like a heavy load has finally been lifted from our shoulders. Another was to release from debt, meaning that the punishment for sin has been completely canceled. There is nothing that is owed. 
It has all been erased. And then finally, another is to show grace to one who has sinned greatly. And the word here is greatly. In other words, this is a person who has a debt that they should not be forgiven or a debt that cannot be erased or a debt that cannot be blotted out or lifted and carried away. This is a person who has done such unimaginable harm that this is a person who doesn't deserve forgiveness. And, and as we talk about people who don't deserve forgiveness, we are sometimes brought to a moment of great trauma or tragedy in our lives. Someone who we look to as someone who does not deserve it. That person could have hurt someone like ourselves or someone that we love very deeply. And we have taken on that offense and we have taken on that hurt because it has had repercussions in our own lives. And so that person, as we see it, is not a person who deserves this grace because they have sinned greatly. Now, when we think of forgiveness, I want you to understand that God wants you to see it this way. Forgiveness means to extend grace to others as God has extended grace to us. Now, around NDG, it's very easy to find a graffiti. We have had issues of graffiti even on our own building here. And I look to all the work that's happened recently over the last five years, especially with the Turcot interchange. And when you get off at the Sherbrooke exit, it's not impossible to ignore all the graffiti that you'll see at that exit as you're coming in from the 20 or maybe even from the 15. You'll be automatically greeted into NDG uh, with, with just all this graffiti. And they do their best to remove it, and it seems that every time they do, someone else has, has tagged the walls, and it's just an ongoing issue. And I want you to think of sin in being the same way, that every time you get clean, something can make you unclean. And every time the graffiti is taken down, someone or something can come and graffiti your life and graffiti your heart and graffiti your mind, graffiti your spirit. And then all you're doing is just there. I mean, you're serving a purpose, you're living your life, and then someone comes along and just graffitis you. I want you to look at that and think of it as something that is going to happen over and over again. But how great is it when we are able to see that graffiti finally sandblasted away? As if it never existed. It leaves you looking like new, like you've never been touched by anyone or anything else. Nothing that you could have done invited this, and nothing that you could have done could also have removed it. In both cases, it took someone to come along and graffiti you and someone also to also come along and remove it. I want you to think of that as the offense that you would might receive, um, the violence or the trauma or the tragedy that would come into your life, and, and then God being able to erase all of that and making it like you were never touched at all. Think of it this way. When we forgive consciously before God, we are asking God to cancel that debt. And 
we're saying we're going to discard the note, we're going to pardon the prisoner, and we are going to release the offender. Now, when we forgive, this is what we're doing towards someone else. We're saying, hey, I'm canceling this debt. I'm discarding this note. You don't, I owe you, me, anything. We pardon the prisoner. We release the offender. Now, forgiveness is, of course, a choice. It's not a feeling. God never says, forgive them if you feel like it. Forgiveness is not about our feelings. It's a command that comes to us from Scripture. And it's an understanding that this is what our faith is about. We are to copy, emulate, and we are to model God and his son Jesus in this manner. And so if you've been deeply hurt, you will probably never feel like forgiving someone. Therefore, forgiveness is a choice. It's a decision that you're going to have to make first in your heart before your feelings can change. In other words, if I don't make the decision to forgive, then I will not be able to take the steps towards forgiving someone. So I have to say, God, I I want to be a forgiver. I want to forgive this person. I need you to help me to forgive them. I need you to help me to put this in the past. I need you to help me to forget it. I need you to take away the feelings that I have because I cannot do it on my own. Now, when we pray this way, we are making decisions and we're inviting God into those decisions and we're asking for his help, which God is there to do. And the very person of the Holy Spirit enables us to take the steps that are necessary in being able to forgive. Now, we'll come back to our senses and and we'll come back to our excuses and we'll come back to our feelings over and over again and we'll say, but wait a second, that person doesn't deserve to be forgiven. And then we have to get back to the decision and say, God, even though I feel this way and even though I say these things and even though this is what I don't want to do, I pray that you help me to forgive them anyways. Help me to get past this. Now, God knows that there is no such thing as a person who deserves to be forgiven. And that's me included. I don't think that we can look at ourselves and and say openly and honestly and transparently that we deserve to be forgiven. I think there's a moment where we believe that because we've made some form of amends. We've come to certain realizations. We have confessed things. We have asked for forgiveness. We have felt sorry and we are repentant. We have turned our lives around and we are going in a new direction. When we look at our past, we don't even recognize ourselves anymore because we have changed so much in our present. When we think about the future, we think about a person that will never go back to being the same person we were once in the past. When we make those realizations, that's when we believe that we deserve to be given another chance. And living with oneself can sometimes be the most difficult thing when we continuously believe that we don't deserve to be forgiven. When we cannot forgive ourselves, when people constantly around us are reminding us that they are not going to forgive us. 
And so as a result, it becomes incredibly difficult for us to move on with this understanding of forgiveness as God offers it, but also how we need to experience it at the hands of other people. We need not just God to forgive us, we need people to forgive us. We need for that forgiveness to not just be voiced by God in the scriptures, it has to be voiced by his followers on earth. In the everyday moments of our lives, we have to be able to tell someone that they are forgiven. Now, sometimes God allows us, and this is incredibly powerful and very interesting, he allows us to forgive people even if we never tell them. Now, what does that mean? It means that sometimes we forgive people in our hearts and we forgive them in our minds and we forgive them and we let things go. And we do that knowing that we will never have an opportunity to tell them to their face. There's sometimes people who have experienced great tragedies and traumas and if that person is in prison or is, 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 is put away for life, they, they may not get that opportunity to say to them, I forgive you, but they will get to a place in their heart where they forgive them. Um, the same thing is, is when someone's passed away, you may neg- never get that opportunity uh, to say to that person, I forgive you because that person is no longer on earth. They, they, they have passed, they've moved on, to the next life and therefore you never get that opportunity to offer forgiveness or even to have closure through forgiveness. But it's important for us to also point out that forgiveness isn't earned. And let me make this clear. If a person could earn forgiveness, he wouldn't need it in the first place. You see, forgiveness is a gift. It's a gift of mercy. It's a gift of compassion. It's the gift of a fresh start. It's the gift of a new beginning. It's a gift that you offer as an extension of who God is. No one can actually earn or deserve forgiveness. It is a gift. I receive it as a gift in my own life, and you need to offer it as a gift in the lives of others. Now, when you forgive, God knows and you know that that's all that matters. And the end result is a change in the way that you feel and also a change in the way that you act towards other people. So how do we know that we have been truly forgiven? And how do we know that we have truly forgiven someone else? Well, you need to know this, that when you forgive someone else, you no longer think about it day and night. It no longer occupies your thoughts the way that it did. A second way is that you no longer have to talk about it all the time. Every time you sit down and talk about things in life, it comes back to that place of hurt, back to that person who you cannot forgive, that person that you cannot let them get under and away from under that debt. And so imagine you get to that place where you're no longer thinking about it. Imagine you get to that place where you're no longer talking about it. Well, you are on your way to knowing that you have truly forgiven someone. Another way is that you no longer feel the need to seek revenge. You're past that. 
You're really beyond that. In fact, you're almost at the place where you can say, God, not only do I forgive them, but I release this into your hands. And if they at some point repent of it, and if they also have asked for your forgiveness, if they are sorry for what they have done, I pray, God, that you would bless them. Imagine getting to that point. Well, that's how you're going to know that you are truly free. Another way is that you no longer live in the bitterness and anger that you carry in your life. Now, sometimes these acts of unforgiveness can happen generationally from one person to another, from one family member to another. Sometimes families do not speak to one another because generationally they have been affected by this. You may be one of those people. You may be one of those families. You may have gone through this in your own household. I remember one time as I was pastoring in the U.S., uh, I found myself uh, doing events at people's houses. And in one case, I had to go to someone's house and, and do a youth event. And, and I did not know that this person had somehow offended this other family who was also part of the youth ministry and young adult ministry that I was leading at the time. And when I told them that, you know, we were going to this person's house. They were deeply offended. They felt like the hurt of the past had been brought up again. And I had no idea that there had been something that was unresolved between them. And when I made every attempt to try to see if that hurt could be resolved, there wasn't a willingness on both sides to see it come to an end. And so as a position of doing the right thing, I said, I'm going ahead with the event. And I'm doing it because the first thing that we have to do in our lives is honor a God and a Savior of forgiveness. And even though you are unable to forgive one another, we cannot teach this generation of young people that this is okay. I want you to think about how God is asking you to behave today and how he's asking you to step out in faith and be different and stand for principles that God himself has laid this entire faith upon as its foundation, a foundation of forgiveness. You must no longer live in bitterness and anger. And then the last one is that you no longer can recall those who hurt you and you actually wish them well. And it's happened to me where I remember being in, in a place where I had been offended and hurt. And when that person came back into my life, I, I couldn't even remember what it was. I knew that had something had happened, but I couldn't remember the event anymore. I couldn't remember it because I had forgiven them. I had put it behind me. I had moved on and I didn't need to hold on to it anymore. Imagine the freedom that God wants to give you where you get to a place where you no longer remember it. I remember being on vacation with my family. We had taken a few days to be up north. And, and as we had found ourselves in the Trombla village, a beautiful place, I'm sure you visited. And if you haven't, get out there whenever you can. I remember being there and going to that small beach that is overpriced and way too small and expensive to be worth what it was. And, uh, and I remember being in the parking lot and running into someone who had caused me great pain. And as I looked in the eyes of this individual, I knew in that moment that I was free because I couldn't feel anything towards them anymore. And as we walked uh, 
away from that conversation that I was really startled uh, at first in seeing this person after such a long period of time. I went back to the car and my wife asked me, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm totally fine. I'm, I, I didn't expect that, but I am free. I want you to have that same experience. I want God to be the one who sets you completely free like that, that you no longer look at it and feel anything, that you no longer remember it like you did, and that even if you have a memory of it, it doesn't affect you like it once did in the past. I want you to know that these things are ways that you can know that you have been one to truly forgive others. Thank you for being a part of this gathering today and allowing this message to go deeply into your hearts. Would you pray with me right now? Father, I know that you are working in us and you are showing us and teaching us something today. I pray that some part of this will have touched the lives of those that are listening and that you have spoken to each and every one of us in the most unique and personalized way that we would need it most today and that you would set us free from unforgiveness, that you would make us forgivers, that you would allow us to stand on the foundation of forgiveness that you have provided in this faith and in the person of Jesus. You are all about this. Our faith is all about this. Jesus is all about this. Make us all about this as well. May we be the forgivers that you have created us to be. And may we be set free from the past. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. God bless you as you receive this gift of forgiveness from God today. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.